Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hughes Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. Mike H. in for Marco. Always great to fill in for Mark because it means I get to catch up with buddies of mine that I haven't talked to in way too long. And that's exactly the case with our next guest, Brian Sean from Midco Sportsnet joins us. Brian, how are you? I'm well, Mike. It's good to catch up with you again, man. I hope you are having a happy holiday season. Yeah, it's, it's really going great. I was just telling folks, though, I got a, I got a check in the mail today and I have no idea who it's from. And, and, and here's, here's the part I didn't mention. It's from one of, I, I don't want to say the name of the company, but the company is one of those, uh, there's a place up by where my son lives and it's called United International or something like that, which just sounds like a fake company, right? And, but, but they've got a building, but it's a name similar to that. And so it's, I, I have no idea. It's, it's, yeah, weird. Full name. Well, you're living, you're living right, man. I, I must be. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm, you know, by golly, those ARP classes have taught me to be, you know, cautious though. <laughs> Listen, first things first. How's the family? Oh, we're doing great. No, we're having, we're having a good time. My daughter just got done, uh, with four performances over the weekend for the classic Nutcracker. She's in the FM ballet up here and wow. loves performing in that. So she, uh, she had a good time. We survived it. We uh, we all stayed healthy, and that's always the goal, is just to get through it. And we did. That's awesome. Wonderful. How, and how old? Eight. She's eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I knew it was that neighborhood anyway. So, and and for folks who don't remember about Brian, Brian had colon cancer as well, and told his story very very well in uh, the uh, again one of our books, uh, Genuine Journeys of Life. But uh, Brian, you're doing good. Yeah, I'm doing great. Okay. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I just had a, a checkup here in October and I'll have another one coming up next spring, but, um, I've been given the all, the all clear now for quite a while. I think I'm two and a half, two and a half years out from my diagnosis and right. pretty much back to normal. Uh, it's pretty much normal living for me. So I feel very fortunate, but you have also been a very strong advocate. We need to get checked and that's not yeah. always easy to get across, especially to men. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think especially, you know, people and men my age, you know, I, I think those of us in our 30s and 40s, we've seen a significant increase in colon cancer in, in young males and females, too, for that matter. It's just people in their 30s and 40s that uh, that are catching this thing, you know, way earlier than, than what's previously happened. So until we can figure out why that is, we really have to be diligent that if there's any sort of symptoms that you're feeling or anything that just doesn't feel right, you know, don't don't hesitate to go in and get stuff checked because it can be uh, it can be treated a lot very easily and very easily uh, to get to and, and taken care of. But you have to find it. You have to make sure it's there and um, and get it taken out as you know as quickly as possible. If if you feel something down there and they do diagnose it, it and that's the thing when you're in your 30s and 40s, you're still you still have that invincible feeling, don't you? Yeah, you do. And you know, it's one of those things too where you might feel some, you know, some discomfort. You don't really think much about it. You're right. just kind of like, okay, yep. I, know I ate something or I, you know, I just have a stomach ache today or just something doesn't feel right. And then you don't, you don't think twice. I think the other part of that too, Mike, is you have to have conversations with your family if you have a history of this, because if, right. if you do, um, you're, you're likely, uh, you know, in genetically in that, you know, in, in a position where you're probably going to get it or at least be a threat of getting it in your life. 
So have those conversations young, especially if there is a history of it in your family. Brian Sean joins us, the outstanding sportscaster for Midco Sports Network. I'm Mike Henriksen. All right, Brian, I could just start with saying, so what's new at North Dakota State? But uh, <laughs> I think I'll narrow it down a little bit. First of all, your reaction and the, the fan base's reaction to the loss on Saturday. Well, I think I think everybody was was hopeful uh, just because NDSU had been playing so well, they have. you know, in recent in, in recent weeks, and and really started, you know, in the in the middle part of November, uh, steamrolling Southern Illinois, uh, taking care of business, and just demolishing Northern Iowa on the road, and then you know finding a way to to get past Montana State on the road and, and playing so well against USD that hey, we, you know, our team is playing at playing well at the right time. The challenge is. Can you do it three weeks in a row on the road and not knowing, you know, a whole lot about Montana and how good are they and how are the teams going to match up? Um, you know, I think, I think the Bison, you know, folks felt pretty confident that they were going to be able to compete in the game and give themselves a chance. And they certainly did. But, you know, it, it just a few plays here and there on both sides. It really could have gone either way. And, uh, I think in some ways this team, you know, maybe overachieved based on where they were in October after UND kind of stomped them. Right, right. <laughs> uh, quite frankly, up in Grand Forks, and everybody's wondering, is this team even a playoff team? Well, uh, you know, they're a couple plays away from, from playing South Dakota State in Frisco. But uh, I still think it was a good run for this team. And, you know, obviously a lot of other stuff uh, swirling around and things happening on campus with the coaching situation. Certainly uh, they could have used that as an excuse to – to just kind of fold the tent, they didn't do that. And they give themselves a chance, and it's a tough pill to swallow, but I would still say a pretty successful run. Brian Sean joins us from Midco Sports Network. The reaction to the play call for the two-point conversion? Yeah, that wasn't as favorable. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody everybody's just kind of thinking, why don't we just run it up the middle with with our 240-pound quarterback that had been you know, gashing Montana uh, in the fourth quarter and into overtime. So, you know, why, why, did, why get so cute? But at the same time, you know, coaches, they have, you know, these special two-point plays dialed up. Yep. And yep. you practice them, you get ready for them, and that's why you practice them, get ready for them, because you got to run them in those situations. you got to, you know, put yourself, you think, in the best position to, to try to make a play uh, just based on what's going on. So it's a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough way to lose. You know, certainly you could have argued there was, you know, some contact in, in the end zone. And, right. Uh, the intended receiver guy kind of swung to the ground, but in a lot of those situations where the ball carrier kind of becomes a runner slash passer, that's a tough one on the official. So it's, you know, it, it is what it is, and yeah, it's going to kind of it's going to linger there for a while. But at the same time, you know, it, it was all you can ask for is an opportunity to to keep playing on the road, and they had that. While we are talking football, could you believe how efficient SDSU was on Friday night? I can believe it. <laughs> uh, I can believe it, man. They are they are a fine tuned machine. They're so good up front on both sides of the ball. Their skill guys on both sides of the ball are good. They're experienced. They're healthy. They're confident, and they just completely overwhelmed and outclassed Albany in every facet of the game. They're just flat out that much better. And when SDSU comes out and plays that clean, and they come out and play that motivated, and they execute that well. You know, nobody's going to touch him in the country. I mean, that I would argue that this South Dakota State team could have competed for the, the Big Ten West title this year. I, I'm being I, serious I, about that. I, I really am. I, I think they're that good of a football team up and down the roster. I agree with you 
uh, uh, offensive weapons, defensive weapons, like you mentioned, you know, just every aspect. Special teams was spectacular the other night. It, it was remarkable. And, oh, by the way, how many 20-something seniors playing in their last game at Dana Dykehouse Stadium? Uh, no team stood a chance Friday night. No. No yeah. way. There was nobody that was going to come in there and win that game. And, look, their talent and experience and just, you know, flat-out effort from top to bottom. I mean, when, when they're when they're on their game like that, there's no one's going to touch them in FCS. They're, they're the best team, and I think they'll be ready to roll in Frisco next month, too. Yep, I agree. All right, so coaching change at North Dakota State. Uh, first of all, who is it, and what's been the reaction so far? Well, Tim Polisek uh, was named the head coach yesterday. There's actually a press conference uh, going on right now uh, to introduce him and, and having a conversation with, with some folks. And, you know, it's one of those things where he, he's a guy that has been here. He spent over a decade in this program starting back in 2006. He had two different stints here uh, from a position coach, special teams. He was a running backs coach and tight ends. Uh, he was an offensive coordinator here for a period of time before going off to Iowa and Wyoming uh, for a couple of different stops to be the offensive line uh, coach and offensive coordinator at at Wyoming. Uh, he was a runner-up for this job back in 2018 when Matt Entz got it. Uh, so it was. This is a guy that I think um, has wanted this job. I think his experience, you know, really kind of set him apart, uh, both in the program and outside of the program. Uh, but I also know there was an internal candidate in Tyler Roll that a lot of people were pulling for in the program, whether it be players, coaches, or others in the community. So that was a, it was a tough decision. You had two really good candidates. I think both would have done a good job, but I just think, uh, Tim Polisek's experiences, you know, not only here, but also from across, you know, right. college football, I think really set him apart, especially in this day and age where recruiting, roster management, the transfer portal are all such a thing. Uh, you, you kind of need a guy that maybe has seen that in some different, different places. And I think this guy has that experience, and that's probably what gave him the edge. Well, and and the thing is, Brian, how often have we seen it, too, where, you know, a a coach who is, say, long established at at that school will tell their assistants, go get other jobs. I'll welcome you back, but go get knowledge from other programs, see how other things are done, because I think you have the potential to be a head coach, and you need to know those things. I agree. I think that's the progression. Is I I think sometimes – um, getting outside of your comfort zone and going to different places and, and learning from different people and seeing how things are done in different places can be hugely beneficial for you if you want to come back to, to maybe be a head coach at a place like this. You know, and now there's something to be said about, you know, guys that have been lifelong, you know, in their programs too because, you know, they're invested and they're bought in right. to where they are and they help build it. So, you, you know, there's something to be said about the continuity of hiring from within and all that sort of situation. But, there's also the piece of, of if, if the program just kind of needs a jolt or needs to just a different light shed on it or, or maybe looked at in different ways, you know, maybe it's time to bring in a, a, a guy that, yeah, he has buys and ties, but he's also been to a lot of other places. And we, we need to look at doing things a little bit differently as college football and its landscape changes. And so I think that's, that was a big part of this decision that went into it. And because you and I know, Mike, college football from where it was five years ago is a very, very different place than it is now. And everybody's going to have to roll with the punches one way or another, whether that's the portal or high school recruiting or roster management or collectives or NIL or all that stuff. 
you have to be well-versed in all of it uh, to run a college football program these days. I had not seen this, as Brian Sean joins us from Mitco Sportsnet. I had not seen this. I was watching the Husker game yesterday, Husker men's basketball, and they were playing at Kansas State. And I, I think it was the Big 12 network, I'm not sure. But during the game, there were actual advertisements of Kansas State coaches asking people to send money so that they could fulfill their NILs. Yes. I, I've never, Isn't that something? I, I've never seen that before. I, I know, uh, I know that name image likeness goes on every place. We've heard a lot about it and even some of the numbers, but I had never seen an actual TV commercial as saying, Hey, if you want to keep, you know, supporting winning teams, send us cash. That was just, yeah. it, it struck me off. Yeah, it's 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 amazing how you know we're asking and promoting you know ways of how we can pay players. Where five years ago, you know, you'd be banned from the NCAA for doing that. You know, and now it's and now it's a normal you know a normal circumstance for every program is if you want to keep winning and you want to compete, we got to find ways to pay our guys as much as everybody else is paying their guys. We're going to lose them, and that's, that's just where it is. Mike, I'm going to tell you a story. The Ohio State quarterbacks coach a few years ago was recruiting down in Arizona with one of UND's coaches looking at guys and that Ohio State quarterbacks coach told him that he was the lowest paid person in the room outside of one quarterback meaning all the other quarterbacks that he was coaching was making more money than he was so you tell me where we're at right now with this stuff this is just bizarro it is but but basically Brian this is this is becoming the modern new stadium you know, I mean, yeah. for a while that was everybody had to have the new stadium or the new field house or whatever. Okay, we got those done. Now we just need cash to give to these guys yeah. and gals. Yep. It's, and that's where we're at. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. So it's some of the numbers you hear. It's like, you know, for some of these folks that are sticking around for their fifth and sixth year, if they're eligible, why wouldn't you? I wish I, yeah. you know, I wish I was making that kind of cash. At any point in my life, let alone when I'm 22, 23 years old. Yeah, and and quite frankly, Mike, you have to cash in because on any given play, it could all be over. Exactly. I mean, yep. You know, if you nuke your knee, you're not worth anything. You right. Know, and I, I hate to say it that way, but it's the truth. And so some of these guys that have to make these decisions, that where do I stay where I'm at and get this or go over here and make, you know, 10 times as much, make life-changing money to set me up for the rest of my life, what do I do? Well, I mean, if, if you're looking at in a, from that situation, I mean, don't you kind of have to do what you think I, is, is right in that time? Because you blow your knee out in spring ball where you're at, well, now you're not getting anything. So it's it's tough, man, but it, that's where college athletics is, has really turned into a business, very much like the pros. So it's it's a tough spot as everybody adjusts to it because we're just not used to it. Yeah, and, and the fact that we went from zero to 100 in a heartbeat, I think that you yeah. know we're still trying to catch up from that. Yeah, and we don't we don't know what what I mean. Again, NIL when it was originally passed, its its intention was to allow student athletes to cash in on their name, their image, right, and and, and yeah. their likeness. They can do commercials, they can earn money that way, they can sell jerseys, they can sell autographs. And I was like, great, but now it's just turned into flat. We're just paying players, and that's not what it was intended intended to be. That being said, if we're just going to do it, let's just blow the top off and say, okay, schools are allowed to pay players. Let's just create a salary cap. Uh, exactly. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, might as well just let's just do that so everybody gets 
you know, a million bucks or whatever it is, or you can fundraise up to that, or everybody gets a salary cap for men's basketball at a half million dollars, and you can choose to spend it however you want, depending on what players you're going after. And then it, it at least kind of equals the playing field again. It seems ridiculous, but I, I do think that's maybe coming down the road, you know? Brian, it's no different than at the different levels they limit scholarships. You know, yes. the, uh, D2 has a lot fewer scholarships than D1 does, et cetera. It, and basically, you'd be putting in a form of that, of, of balancing out the scholarships. Only this time, it's just actual checks, <laughs> which mm. is amazing to me. It is. It truly is. Of course, and, and here's the thing. As Brian Sean joins us from Midco Sports, I remember... There was a great running back at the University of Nebraska back in the early 80s named Jarvis Redwine, and he was one of the real advocates of this because he was saying, I'm walking to the stadium. Somebody I don't know is selling shirts with my face on it, and my family and I, his wife and his child, were on government assistance at the time. He, he pointed, yes. pointed it out at the time. There's something horribly wrong with that. And yet, for, yeah, for, for so long, I, I, I agree as well. But for so long, I think everything was so tight. Once it opened up, it was like, whoo we, you know, it's like giving a 14 year old a, a Camaro. It's just, you know, you're going nuts all of a sudden. Yeah, it, it totally is, Mike. And that's again, with, with the television revenue and the big business that we've seen and the big boom we've seen over the last couple of decades, there is so much money coming in. And quite frankly, there should be like a revenue share with players on right. that stuff. I, there really should be. Agreed. I, I agree. You yeah. know, I think if for for those for those young men or young women, depending on your sport, to be able to get something in your pocket as a college athlete to try to help your you know help your family situation. And again, we're talking about for some families that's life changing money. It you is. Know? Yep. I mean, and and to me, if if you can do that as a college athlete, great, go yep. do it. Then let's just let's just make it happen. I mean, it's but right now there's just there's no rules to anything, and it's just the wild west. And I think that's what's that's what's tough well, oh, for college college athletes right now, uh, and, co- and really college administrators in general. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, you got to be more more of an accountant than ever when you're a head coach, let alone figuring <laughs> out. You know, we just got through the, these players that had six years of eligibility. Well, they're still on scholarship, but you got to bring in new scholarship players too, because they're eventually right. going to leave. So, but again, this is how ridiculous it was. My son, when he went to college, he could go over to his professor's house and have a pizza supper. Um, his buddy who was playing football, couldn't do the same thing at the coach. My son was on a scholarship for theater. The other guy was on a scholarship for football. So isn't that ridiculous? It, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's absolutely silly. So, all right, real quick here, <laughs> old men yell at clouds. Uh, yeah. real, real quick here, um, how's NDSU men and women going to be? You know, I think they're going to be good. Um, I think they're both going to compete towards the top half of the league. I think both the men's and women's teams on both sides have all shown, like, some significant positives. They've all shown they can be a little vulnerable at times, and I think that sets up for a really intriguing league season. Like, I can't wait for conference season to tip off after Christmas because I think it's going to be – I think both sides are going to be really deep, and I think you're going to see really good competition night in and night out, and it's going to be really hard to pinpoint who's going to be standing in what seed 
you know, once we get to Sioux Falls in March. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, we've seen so many years where you go, okay, it's this team and then everybody else, or maybe two right. teams. And I'm I'm with you on that. I'm not seeing that this year. I think that the balance, whether that's top quality or not, but the balance from top to bottom may be as good as it's ever been. I agree. I think it's very, very deep across the board, even especially on the men's side. I, I yep. think you're seeing the men's teams – that have been towards the bottom, they've made significant improvement and upgrades on their rosters. And that's where it's just like, okay, you could have a glutton of teams between six and nine wins. You know, I don't think you're going to see the two and 16 teams in the nope. league. You may see a bunch of them that are like, you know, six and 10 or seven and eight or whatever. I just think it's going to be that close towards the end of the year. Well, Brian, it is always a pleasure to catch up. Christmas time with an eight-year-old daughter has to be absolutely magical. Oh, man, it's the best. It's the best time of the year. I didn't anticipate we were going to have a brown Christmas, but I think that's what we're going to have, and we're going to embrace that, and we're going to enjoy that. And uh, it'll shorten the winter significantly, which means we're getting closer to spring and summer, which is okay. Amen. Too. One day closer to April. We're oh, we're that's all right. in. So, hey, Brian, Merry Christmas, happiest of holidays. Keep that family safe, and we'll be in touch again, all right? And if nothing else, I'll, I'll see you in March. Yes, sir, and it's always great to connect with you, Mike, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and your family as well. Thanks so much. Brian Shaw joining us here on Calling All Sports. Back to wrap up the day after this. Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. Advanced Thompson Vision. We change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and LASIK surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist, to each person that works with you, it's just over-the-top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for, right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey Insurance. We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means we can provide you with plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to K-O-U-R-I 
CoreyInsurance.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet, Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Ring in the new year with Ashley's Orange Tag Sale. Save on new arrivals, best sellers, and everything in between. Just follow the tags in store to locate the best deals of the year. Bring your sleep to the next level with up to 20% off our best-selling Ashley Sleep Mattress in a Box options. Plus, take advantage of easy financing plans designed to make your purchase even more affordable. New year, new home, new you. Only at Ashley. Financing is available with approved credit on qualifying purchases. Ask store for details. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. And we got to run. We're out of time. Thanks to Brian Sean for joining us today. Thanks so much to Brett Wagner for joining us today. A reminder, you can always log on to CallingAllSportsSD.com. Listen to the show anytime that you want to. Head coach Jimmy Rogers joins us on tomorrow's show right here on Calling All Sports. Thanks for joining us. Have a stress-free week. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, The Diamond Room, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies. Are you a skilled auto or diesel technician?